Blog Talk Radio. See Ham on the track. You know how we do it, man. Oh boy, CDP, see the phenol. Hey, you. and 
the boosters of Texas A&M University are actually right now behind closed doors, um, according to um, a number of a number of news sources, um, looking to terminate Kevin Sumlin's contract, and um, as early as today, um, some news came about this week uh, in regards to to Kevin Sumlin. Kyle Allen has left the program, a former five-star recruit, uh, former Elite 11 quarterback. He's, he's left the program. And Kyler Murray has decided to leave Texas A&M as well. Uh, in, some, in some big news uh, there as well. Now, uh, there are some there's some rumors that are that are being that are being uh, spread about, um, especially around College Station and, and around Houston, where Kevin Sumlin was coached before. That Kevin Sumlin actually has a bit of a drinking problem, and it's only intensified in the last few. It's intensified in the last few months, in the last few weeks. Uh, if that's the case, then hopefully he's going to get the proper help that we need. I mean, and this is this is not only is this the second time um, in a matter of months that this situation has come about with the whole Sarkeesian uh, debacle, but also, um, you know, the the there's been a lot of internal things at A and M that we know about. Um, Especially with Kyler, with Kyler Murray, in regards to Kyler Murray, um, the spat that he had with Jake Spivetow, uh during the game early in the season, and also uh, the questionable play calling uh, that a lot of a lot of the players have publicly said and probably probably said uh, across their Twitter feeds and across their. <clears throat> excuse me, across their Twitter feeds and across their personal blogs and things of that nature. So a lot of turmoil in, in College Station as there is a lot of turmoil in, in Auburn University. Another set of breaking news there. Um, rumors abound about who's going to be the next defensive coordinator. Also, um, who might be the successor to Jay Jacobs if he's let go. Um, at the end of the school year, as has been previously rumored, so a lot of news has been coming out right now in terms of that. But before we get before we go any further, go ahead and jump into this devotional. Then we're going to jump into some other things. Um, jump into some college basketball. Jump into some college. Wrap up the you know the first week of bowl season. Um, got five bowl games today. Well, six if you include the celebration bowl. Uh, in Atlanta, so just, just a lot of football abound today. A lot of a lot of basketball to talk about. You also got to talk about the Warriors. <laughs> they lost again last night to the same Bucks team. So before we go any further, we're gonna jump into the devotional real quick. And this comes from Isaiah twenty six two through four. Um, Open the gates that the righteous nation may enter the one that remains faithful, the steadfast of mind you will keep in perfect peace because he trusts in you. Trust in the Lord forever, for in God the Lord we have an everlasting rock. Let's let's put this in perspective. 
So Christmas time is a time of celebration. It can't be filled with worry and busyness. Family trouble, loneliness, and financial struggle are among common sources of stress. Allowing ourselves to dwell on, dwell on such things invites anxiety to overwhelm us. The Lord has a better way. Jesus assured us that through we certainly face difficulties in life, we can rest in him. But we can't trust anyone. We can't trust someone we don't know. For this reason, we should first seek to find out who he is. Truths from scripture are, places, are a good place to start. Our God is our Lord and Master. He is omnipresent, omniscient, faithful, and powerful. He loves unconditionally and offers forgiveness for, to all who trust his Son and as, Savior, as Lord and Savior. He adopts believers as his own, his own children, and wants the very best for every Christian's life. So much so that he chastises us when we disobey him, and he desires that we love him above anyone, everyone, and everything. Knowing that these facts are is only the beginning. As in any relationship, time together fosters closeness. We can read the Bible, pray, meditate on God's words, and listen quietly for his spirit to speak to our hearts. What's more, watching how God works in the lives of others helps us become better acquainted with his ways. Jesus is trustworthy, and he offers us in the midst of a troubled world. He wants us to lay our burdens upon him and experience his peace. Do you know this amazing God? Carve out time in your busy schedule to be in his presence every day so you can know him better and better. I ain't got nothing to add to that. Y'all got this at face value. And with that being said, we're going to jump back into this conversation that we're having right now. And it's it's been, it's been one crazy week of of rumors upon rumors upon rumors upon rumors. Um, BYU has got to, got to go back to the drawing board and find another successor to Bronco Mendenhall and his 99 wins. Um, not a lot of people want to take this job as it's been a high profile job. Uh, probably one of the better jobs that's not that's not a power five or a group of five school, um, but being an independent, now there's a lot of there's a lot of hit and miss with BYU, just like there is with with Notre Dame. And I think one of the bigger issues with BYU is, is that it's a faith based school. They're looking for somebody of good faith, of good knowledge, and someone who's not exactly going to be a status quo person, not exactly going to be that kind of person that's going to be in the public eye um, like you see other coaches. You know, a good candidate for this job would have been Steve Sarkeesian. Um, do I think he would have left USC if he had to, had he still had the USC job? Uh, probably not, but who knows? I mean, he did go to school there. Um, he did set set some records there that haven't been broken as of yet. Uh, 16-game schedule wins 15 games. I mean, so 
that being said, I mean, I I really I really like the program at BYU. They spawned out some great players. They've got some some great alumni and and the fan base there is just simply amazing. And I would love to see I would love to see someone who embodies everything that BYU is looking for. And Bronco Mendenhall was that was that person. You know, now he's going on to a bigger challenge at, at Virginia, uh, rebuilding that Virginia team that Mike London had. And, you know, all respect to Mike London. I mean, I think that the job for him was bigger than than him. Um, I mean, he did have a great first first couple seasons, and then it just went all downhill from there. I mean, yes, the youth was there. He couldn't find a quarterback that could stay healthy, you know, quarterbacks leaving the program, things of that nature. But, you know, it's going to be very interesting to see what happens at BYU after Neil Montalolo decided to stay at Navy. Um, Another big deal, another big issue going about, as we talked about earlier, where is Kyle Allen and Colin Murray going to end up? There's no way that they're going to go to the FCS level. They're too talented for that. Um, but the thing about Colin Murray is he's, he's still got options. I mean, he could play. He still he still could get drafted after this year in, in the uh, Major League Baseball draft. Should he want to do that? And I know that he's talked about not wanting to do that, wanting to um, further his football career and also playing baseball uh, during the spring for for A&M. So the fact that he's out of the program at A&M and his father is a, is a legend at, at A&M, you know, Kevin Murray, um, it's it's a bit it's a bit heartbreaking for me, you know, to see Tyler Murray out of the ACC. I mean, he can't he can't transfer to a school in the ACC, and I think that that's crazy. Does he go to junior college route and then possibly try to go elsewhere, or does he just go straight into into a Big Twelve school as rumored? Uh, there's a lot of things that's just been coming out here in the last couple in the last. I said the last 18 to 24 hours regarding Kyle Murray, regarding Kyle Allen. Um, does, I mean, it, it, it's very hard to talk about um, because I really love, I really like Kevin Thumlin. He's one of the few black head coaches in, in college football and in, and in football as a whole uh, head coach anyway. So, I just think that if if there's that much turmoil, yeah, you've got to get rid of them. You've got to you've got to get your programs back in order, and and um, you know that that's pretty much you know the thing that I have that that I'm really thinking about. You know, is just getting programs back in order, and hopefully, hopefully that you know this works out for Kevin Sumlin. so, hopefully, it works out for Kyle Murray and Kyle Allen. I mean, good luck to the three of you, to the three of you guys. But we're gonna take a quick station break. 
We'll be right back. We're gonna jump into we're gonna jump into the bowl season. Like I said, five six bowls today. Um including including a rivalry game and a bowl game, which you hardly ever see. But we're gonna take a quick session break. We'll be right back. We're gonna jump right into it. Stay tuned.
Welcome back to the Press Box and the Tailgate Crew. My name is Jermaine, and um, sort of a bittersweet day for me. Uh, talking about college football and just kind of sad that not only is it is it coming to an end, but you have other things that are that are that have come out, and it's just it's really hard, really hard to grasp and really hard to you know. Hard to get over in, in, in ways, and um, if that's, I mean, you know, let's let's just move forward. And let's just let's jump into the let's jump into talking about the bowls and, and things of that nature today. Um, got a New Mexico Bowl, two p.m. ABC, uh, ESPN. This is gonna be a rather interesting matchup because it's a border wars: Arizona, New Mexico, in Albuquerque, New Mexico. First bowl game in I think twelve years, eleven, twelve years. Um, Bob Davy has, you know, former Notre Dame coach Bob Davy has just put together a somewhat great school, a great team um, in the in the, now his third year there, and you know what you're going to get out of a New Mexico team. You're going to get great defense. Um, <laughs> You're gonna get great defense, and they've got got a nice running game to complement a quarterback. You know that that is a transfer as well. Um, but you know they hang their hat on the defense, and you know they went six and six this year, and they went and they were a good six and six because I mean they they were in all twelve games this year, and they lost and they lost one game big, but. All the rest of the games, I mean, that they played this past season, where they were in it, and very excited to see this game, see what quarterback comes out for for Arizona, uh, whether it be a new Solomon or uh, if he's recovered from from the concussion issues that he's had, or we're going to see the other quarterback, and you know. I just I just see a more dynamic team when a new Solomon's on the field because he can there's so many different things that he can do in regards to in regards to, you know, changing the game. So um I like Arizona in this matchup, not because it's a power five school, but because there's more depth at Arizona. There's more There's more. I won't. Say, I won't say stars, but there's just there's just more depth, and and they've played better competition this year. And you know their record is not indicative of what of what they've done this year. But at the same time, um, you know they pulled off some they pulled off some nice wins and and pretty good upsets. So, uh, like Arizona in this matchup, simply because they played in the bigger games this year. Um, I think that's pretty much status quo there. Um, the game that the other game, um, other bowl game, the Las Vegas Bowl. Um, this is this 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 game here is probably one of the better games that will be played this year, simply because it's a rivalry game and. There's so much going on with this, you know, and 
Honestly, I think that I think that the Beehive boot will be at the game, as well as the Las Vegas Bowl trophy. So <laughs> this is, I mean, this is the first time that you'll ever see this, and probably won't be the last time. You know, as I would predict, next year Texas gets into a bowl game, and them gets into a bowl game, and and <laughs> you know maybe they'll play each other. But you know we're here. We're we're all at the Holy War, BYU, Utah. I said Mendenhall's gonna gonna coach this game. This is gonna be his last game as head coach at at BYU, and let's see if he can get his hundredth hundredth win uh, before he leaves for greener for um, somewhat greener pastures at at Virginia or. Just another challenge uh, at, at Virginia. Utah, on the other hand, Cal Whittingham has got something great going at Utah. Travis Wilson playing his final game uh, there. I mean, you look at both of these teams, what they've lost and what they've gained in the last few in the last few months. You know, we know the kind of start that BYU had coming into the season. We know the kind of start Utah had coming going into their season, and it was just very, very exciting just to just to see everybody, just to see you know everybody succeed and see where see where things happen, and things go, especially with Travis Wilson, especially with with the running back there. You know, if the running back's going to come out, uh, if the running back's going to come out early. Uh, we all know that Travis Wilson is a senior, so um, he he's looking to go out on the high and possibly um, improve his his draft status. Um, you know, injuries to Taysom Hill, injuries. Um, you know, you got some, you had some injuries, you know, come about with with Tanner Mangum as well. You know, they had to play. They've played three quarterbacks this year. Um, you know, the future is very bright for Tanner Mangum. You know, he's 22 years old, and he's played so well uh, this season. And it's, it's very exciting to see an Elite 11 quarterback such as Tanner Magum, who uh, <laughs> coincidentally was the co-MVP uh, of the Elite 11 in 2012 with Jameis Winston. So, I mean that just further lets you know the pedigree that this kid has, and you know, some of the wins he's pulled off. You know, the Boise State, you know, win with that with that throw, the hail mary pass that he had at Nebraska. I mean, you just know what kind of quarterback you have in Tanner Magum. He's a winner, proven winner. Um, great defense there as well. So it's going to be a defensive battle. But there will be points on the board. There will be points all over the field, too. There may be some defensive points as well. So, um, just excited to see that game. Uh, I'm also excited to see the Camellia Bowl and uh, at the Crampton Bowl in Montgomery, Alabama. Um, Ohio and Appalachian State. And Appalachian State coming up from FCS their second, their second year in. Um Finished second in the they finished second in the Sun Belt and 
this is quite an accomplishment from the from the guys in Boone, North Carolina, and I, I expected it, you know, and, and I also expected there to be some growing pains and things of that nature, but there was no growing pains. There was no, there was nothing of the sort. Um, and very glad to see uh, those schools come up and play and and just be just be a part of it. Um, you know, you'll see two Sun Belt teams. Um, well, actually, yeah, you'll see three Sun Belt teams uh, today playing bowl games and um, Appalachian State um, in Ohio. The guy I want you, to, the guy that I that I really want you to look for in in this in this Camellia Bowl game is a running back by the name of AJ Willett. Um He's a senior. He wears number 45 for for the Bobcats. He's a running back who is not your typical fast, speedy running back. He reminds me of Mike Allstott in a way because of because of the way he the way he plays and the way that he he attacks attacks the game. Um, I think that he's going to be one of those guys that. He's gonna get a roster spot simply because he wants it, and he wants to play ball, and he just loves the game. Um, and I think he'll also make a great coach if he doesn't go that route as well. He's just a student of the game. I also love the quarterback. Um, at also love the quarterback at Ohio, uh, number fifteen. If you if you check him out, he's got a nice arm. He's a he's a little bit of a dual threat. Um, he's got he's about he's about six three. He's about about two thirty two thirty five. Not quite Cam Newton in terms of speed, but his vision and and the and the way that he plays the game, he he's a very cerebral guy, very cerebral quarterback. So, uh, it's gonna be great to see this game because it's gonna be a matchup of whose will is gonna be broken first and. Appalachian State, we all know what they what they're capable of doing. Ohio, I know what they're capable of doing. Um, so, I mean, this is going to be one of those one of those games where you're going to look at this game and you're going to see a great defense. You're going to see a great offense, and then you're going to flip it over and you're going to see a great offense and a great defense from both teams. So. You know, it's, whoever's going to break first is going to is going to lose this game, and I like I like after this game simply because I I think that the defense is a little bit better, and also I like Ohio as well. You know, this is a bit of a toss up game for me per se, because you see talent on both sides of the ball. You got Frank Solich as a head coach. So you you can probably see where a lot of the things are going and where a lot of things are where a lot of things are going and where a lot of things are happening. So it's gonna be very, very gonna be a fun game to watch. Um but I'm gonna pick app. I'm gonna pick out by by a touchdown. But don't get me wrong. You no, know, Ohio can probably win the, win this game as well 
if they get the momentum going in their favor. So, you know, like I said, this is a bit of a toss-up game. So, but moving on, moving on to the Cure Bowl. Today, again, San Jose State, Georgia State, Georgia State, 6-6. Six and six. You know, their third year in FCS competition. Uh, they finished fourth in the in the Sun Belt, and they pulled off a, a big win over Georgia Southern um, three weeks ago to end, well two weeks ago to end the season at six and six and get themselves into a bowl game. Um, San Jose State they're they're also six and six, but they had a monumental beat they they beat down on on Boise State uh earlier in uh, in early November um and beat them pretty bad so and beat them pretty bad and so we 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 see what San Jose State can bring to the table they can they can win some games and they actually finish uh that's if in the third in the, in the Mountain West West Division, um, behind division winners and eventual conference champion San San Diego State, and is this this is going to be a fun game to watch because Nick Arbuckle, who's from the who's from the San Diego area, um, playing a team playing a team that that he almost committed to, but decided to go the junior college route first. So, um, and he comes to Georgia State. Um, obviously, going to leave Georgia State in that young, that young, that young football program as the leading passer in school history, um, leading touchdown, leading touchdown passer in school history as well. I literally, really, really. Am wondering what's going to happen in this game because you don't know much about either school. You just know that both schools are six and six. Both schools can can play ball, obviously, and they do things. They do things a little bit different from the norm, and but. You know, first time bowl appearance for for Georgia State. Will this get too big for them? Um, no, San Jose State's been there before. This is only their twelfth or thirteenth bowl game, if I'm not mistaken, ever. So, um, it, it's very it's going to be very very interesting to see what's going to happen there, and. Finally, you have the New Orleans Bowl, which is a bit of a border war in itself. Louisiana Tech is, is uh, who had a strong season in in uh, in Conference USA play this, this past season. Um, Arkansas State, who uh, finished the season ten and two, winning the Sun Belt. Uh, you know, they're no strangers to this game to the New Orleans Bowl and I really am quite excited to to see this game 
because former uh, former Florida quarterback Jeff Driscoll plays for Louisiana Tech, and he's had a great year of close to 4,000 yards passing. I think he may have been over 4,000 yards passing this year. Um, he had close to 30 touchdowns the last time I – Last time I checked, uh, and he only threw like seven or eight interceptions this year. So, I mean, Jeff Driscoll finally lived up to those heights, even though he did have to step down in competition somewhat, um, somewhat as well. But, you know, he is living up to that moniker that he had, you know, that he had coming out of high school, you know, being that, being that five-star quarterback. Um and it's very interesting to see this game as well because you have two contrasting contrasting styles here. You have the air raid of Louisiana Tech, who they like to throw the they like to throw the ball, they'll throw the ball over the park. Then you have Arkansas State, who has a, who runs a spread. They throw the ball over the park, but they will also run the ball down your throat. Um, you know, they're on their third head coach in as many years and. You know the funny thing about it is, is that, is that this is possibly a really good collection of players at Arkansas State, probably their best team in a very long time. Well, probably their best team ever. And you look at it that way, Derek Dooley's got something going at Louisiana Tech that you haven't seen since Sonny Dykes left, or you haven't seen. Um, well, yeah, since Sonny Dykes left. So, I mean, it's it's, just, it's a lot of – this is going to be a lot of fun because there's going to be a lot of points scored, and they're going to do it in a – and they're going to do it in their own way. They're going to play the game the way that the game is to be played, played hard, played fast, you know, and it's going to be it's going to be played by some nasty kids out there because both of these offensive lines for these schools are absolutely nasty. And – and that that's that's the one thing that I'm looking forward to. Just seeing the offensive lines play, seeing the line play, seeing seeing everything that goes on in this game. This is gonna be a nasty game to watch, and I'm excited to see it. Um, but it's gonna be a high scoring game as well. So, um, but I like I like Arkansas State in this game simply because they've been to this game before. Louisiana Tech's gonna have they're gonna bring a crowd of people. You're probably gonna see probably one of the bigger crowds in the Orleans Bowl history. Um you know, I know that I know that uh when Lafayette was there a couple of years ago, when the Raising Cajuns were there, they brought thirty thousand people and they filled it up um they filled it up forty thousand strong. This could be a bigger game because the Arkansas State Arkansas State travels real well and the kids from Shreveport actually travel really well as well. So from Rustin, they travel. They travel well. They travel real. They travel well. So, I mean, I'm just uh, this is just one of those games where you're just gonna just got excitement built all over it. Um, I mean that that with that being said, I mean, they like said just excuse me. It's just a lot of a lot of fun to be had, and um. And I'm really just wanting to watch this matchup just because just to see 
what we're gonna what what we're really gonna see. Are we gonna really see the pound them out running game of of Arkansas State, or will we see them be balanced like they've been like they've been all season, where they've balanced the pass and the run? Um, so I mean, let's just I, I just want that's one of those you know watching C type games, I guess you know, um, but. I and you know it's, it's very fun and you know and coming up in the week you know you got the Miami Beach Bowl with with uh, Western Kentucky and South Florida, um, the Idaho Potato Bowl, Akron and Utah State. We're very excited to see Akron back in back in a bowl game. Um, very excited to see Coach um, Terry Bowden, former Auburn head coach. Um, have you know bring, being back in the bowl game and seeing what he does against Utah State. You know Utah State uh, had a pretty down year. Lost it. Lost Chucky Keaton early uh, to injury, and it's just this gonna be fun to see. See them back. Um, the Poinsettia Bowl, Boise State, Northern Illinois. That game's got fireworks written all over it. Um, the GoDaddy Bowl, um, which is uh, on Wednesday, Bowling Green. Uh, I wonder if they'll be the same Bowling Green team that we that we saw early in the season. Now that Dino Babers has moved on to Syracuse, um, Georgia Southern, um, we all know what you're going to see there. Out of Georgia Southern, you're going to see them pound the ball and run that run that triple option to death. Um, and then Christmas Eve, you know, you got you got two great bowls: the Bahamas Bowl and the Hawaii Bowl, um, which is which are going to be fun as well. You know, Western Michigan with PJ Fleck and and his quirkiness, <laughs> so to speak. You know, you, you're going to see a lot of you're going to see a lot of great football here in the next next four or five days, and. I think you're going to see a lot of great football simply because this is bowl season and a lot of these teams have had preparations. A lot of these teams got the extra 15 in. A lot of these teams got, got players healthy. So, I mean, it's just it's, it's, it's that much – it makes it that much better. So, um, so I'm, like I said, I'm really looking forward to what what's going to be done in the next – what's going to be – Done said you no. Know, as we get closer and closer to New Year's Eve and and closer and closer to the New Year's Six, uh, what we're gonna see and what we're not gonna see, and you know, it's just very, very. It's gonna be very exciting to see to see a lot of these a lot of these games, and um, so we're gonna we're gonna go from there. Um, gonna take a gonna take a station break. Um, we'll be right back. We're gonna we're gonna jump into some college basketball, college college basketball, pro basketball, and and just have a little just have a little fun, you know, just talking about sports. So, and we'll be right back.
divine, the soul's God is mine. I don't wish I climb. My old ceilings denied. The daytime arrives, your nightmares confirm. My whole tribe's alive. We stay fitted for the finish, never ask why. Six grades, he's telling me I can't fly. My hopes reach for the ceiling with their hands high. So understand, got the city on standby. Finding a balance in a game that's morally wrong. From 5 a.m. up in the morning, we ducking the light. Earn time through the habits we usually own. Saving up, had to spend it on nothing, that's right, that's a hell of a night The tracks swimming, the aim bringing the same thing The mind locking, the lanes rocking the same thing The bed swinging, the Z's clinging the same dream A low limit what the frame brings Low limit what the frame brings We up late again, plotting on the same thing Low limit what the frame brings We up late as hell, plotting on the same thing But hold up, let them picture this no pills, it's still limitless <laughs> Recouping the true essence The legends who passed on Live forever while we reminisce True precision I give forever and never miss Signature sound like signing down on a dotted wish Seeing signs of you clown rappers on common shit Trading in your word for green faces and diamond whips Copping medallions while my people starve I think the public getting blind to what honesty is I heard life is stage play a part But we ain't trying to be a part of this comedy biz Cause ain't it funny, I'm holding like no grudges As long as your hoes love it and money just keeps coming Trying to rain on your fire by burning my whole budget A lie where y'all liars rely on the same subject The tracks swimming, the aim bringing the same thing Your mind locking, the lames rocking the same plane The bed swinging, the Z's clinging the same dreams uh, A low limit what the frame brings Low limit what the frame brings we up late again, plotting on the same thing. Low limit what the frame brings. We up late as hell, plotting on the same thing. Plotting on the same. Plotting on the same. On the same thing. Plotting on the same. Plotting on the same. On the same thing. A low limit what the frame brings. A low limit what the frame brings, yeah. A low limit what the frame brings, uh. Up plotting on the same things, yeah. About to get a choir in here. Plotting on the same things. We just plotting on the same things, yeah. Plotting on the same things. We up late as hell, plotting on the same things. Trotting on the same thing, trotting on the quest to with a guess, that's what the fame brings. Come and be my guest, you can get flame, man. Let me get my dragon out the den. Let me maintain the flow as I craft it with my pet. I'm a master with the rap and can't be matched by many men. Cause I passed you when I traveled down the path you've never been. Staying active with this passion, try and stack up all the gen. Try snatch up all the cabbage, silly rabbit with a spin. I'm a savage, call me Ben. Sending rappers turn to dirty bastards when I have to dip. Instrumentals can get ripped. Shooting lyrics off my mental, make you rappers. Get the memo like I'm deadly with the clip That's a semi-automatic You can bet we bring the havoc Load the barrel, let them have it Just be sure to leave your address I'm addressing all the rappers Playing dress up You in the wrong sector Thought I'd tell you the rap game is not a pageant It's tragic Since a young and been busting bum to get out the gutter Avoiding trouble and now I'm buzzing due to this hunger I'm busting bubbles Waking brothers up from slumbers Now I'm no longer the underdog I'm heating up this summer No more dreaming Only action Me my team gon' make it happen We just scheming, strategizing Why you guys are steady napping Treasure my presence like pirate chest I'm spitting crack Release the cracking Kyle moving back And so I hope you rappers started packing Hey 
dead and evicted And even claws know that the boys' bars are gifted We making noise, neighbors might call the boys, they tripping Might leave a sticky note with a message, you just missed it Hey, we been working hard, people never stop that hating Only seem to quiet down when Kyle finally elevating Early flights and elevators take me to my destination Seventeen and getting green, but we ain't even met the fame yet Bent, bent, bent there's too much money here. I mean, nobody should be hitting Lotto for $36 million and we got people starving in the streets. That is not idealistic. That's just real. That is just stupid. There's no way Michael Jackson should have, or whoever Jackson, should have a million thousand, drupal billion dollars and then there's people starving. There's no way. There's no way that these people should own planes and their people don't have houses, apartments, shacks, drawers, pants. I know you're rich. I know you got $40 billion, but can you just keep it to one house? You only need one house. And if you only got two kids, can you just keep it to two rooms? I mean, why have 52 rooms and you know there's somebody with no room? It just don't make sense to me. It don't. Welcome back to the Press Box and the Tailgate crew. My name is Jermaine. Thanks for being a part of the show. Now, we're going to jump into some to some. NBA basketball today, and um, first time we talked about about the NBA, and you know I love the NBA. You know I've been a big Bulls fan my whole life. Um, of course, me being Chicago born, just like my man T Rex. Uh, you know the NBA has been a part of my life for a long time, and you know I've never been a great basketball player, never never claimed to be a great player, but. Um, you know, just just looking at looking at what we see today, as opposed to what we've seen in in years past, and you know, the games become a little bit more physical than than what we've been been uh than we've been accustomed to. Not has it become more physical, but it's become a bit more athletic. Uh, you know, you're starting to see a lot more athletically inclined players um, come about, and some great players that have that have just evolved the game in a way. And you know, looking back at some of the scores last night, I mean, my beloved Bulls. I mean, it's so funny to see. A four overtime game because you, you, I mean, you don't see overtime games like that, uh, and you don't see scores like this. You hadn't seen the score this high in a four overtime game in a in a long time, um, and you know the Bulls and the Bulls and the Pistons played four overtimes, and the Pistons pulled off pulled off. A quote unquote minor miracle. I mean, I would I would call it a minor miracle because I don't like Pistons. Never liked the Pistons. Never claimed to to be a Pistons fan. Um, but they did come to the United Center. They did win. They did win. Um, and I mean, Derrick Rose, Jimmy Butler, and and Paul Gasol did their thing last night in regards to that. Uh, in helping the cause. Um, you know, Jimmy Butler had forty had forty three points. Um, 
last night. Paul Gasol had 30, and Derrick Rose had 34. And I mean, this is one of those teams. This is one of those one of those games where everything went wrong. Could have went wrong. Um, everything that went wrong for the Bulls went wrong for them. But at the same time, they came back with a fight, and they fought and fought and fought throughout this game. And um, some posterizing dunks in this game, some some great defensive plays in this game, and just just all around, it's just an all around really well played game. Um, but in the end, the Pistons did beat the beat the Bulls. Boo, one forty seven, one forty four. Um, the game I watched last night. Um, actually, that I was more, I was more inclined to watch was uh, the Bucks and the Warriors. Uh, simply because the Bucks beat the Warriors in Milwaukee during their road trip. Um, on the road trip and. I watched this game and um, I'll just put it like this: Clay Thompson and Steph Curry. I I can only say say this: I can only say this. I mean, they are they are just simply amazing. I mean, <laughs> I mean, simply put, they're amazing. I mean, Clay Thompson goes off <laughs> the other night, big time, and then. It, <laughs> I, I I don't even I can't even I can't even put it in the words. I mean the Warriors were down by as much as fifteen in this game. And they got it down to one uh halfway through the third. And then this Bucks team, this young Bucks team I mean, they are just simply amazing. I mean, I mean, honestly, I would, I I mean, honestly, if I could put a team together right now, Steph Curry, Steph Curry, Derrick Rose, and and Clay Thompson would be in my backcourt. I mean, there's no doubt about it. I mean, I have I have three guards on the floor right right then, and <laughs> I, I I'm just being selfish right now. I mean, I just think that there's a lot of there's a lot of things to be said about this game, and and um, you know, Steph Curry you knows. Coming out almost getting a triple double last night. You know, 
Clay Thompson blowing up in the in the fourth quarter, you know, with twenty seven. Um, also, Clay Thompson had three blocks in this game. So, I mean, this is this is what we're talking about with this team. This team does everything, does everything right. You know, Steve Kerr and Luke Walton as as, as a coaching tandem. I don't think that I mean I don't think you'll see. I mean Luke Walton's going to be a head coach somewhere, whether he decides to stay in the NBA and and coach in the NBA or whether he becomes uh, a coach at the college level. I mean he's he's really putting him putting his name out there. And the thing about the Warriors is the Warriors haven't rested on their laurels. I mean, they're still 26-1. and one. They still do the little things. You know, they still play the team game. They still – they pass the ball. They do things – they do things the right way. You know, they do things the right way. Now, in terms of this post-game scuffle between O.J. Mayo and Draymond Green, my thing is – Watching the watching the game before with the whole Michael Carter Williams uh, with the Michael Carter Williams situation where he dunked and then had the little dance and everything that he did in that game. And you know, my thing is this: there's a lot of trash talk men play. Leave the game on the floor. But I think at the same time in me saying this, it's all a matter of who's got the ring and who wants it. And this young Bucks team, they want it. If they if they can find themselves another shooter, they will they will definitely be in that talk in the east. And I think and you know, it, it, like I said, it's very exciting to to me to see guys like Jabari Parker, guys like Michael Carter Williams, OJ Mayo. You know, the young core, the young core, uh, the the other youth, other big time youth that's in the that's in the league right now. It's very exciting to see these guys come, you know, come to fruition. And but I just. I love this this Warriors team, and I think that the Warriors are going to end up winning the championship again. And that's just my personal opinion. I mean, sum it up. I mean, <laughs> they're that good. They are that good. Um, you know, I watched the Pelicans and the Suns. The Pelicans look very, very, very <laughs> – I mean, they almost – they're not in their stride yet because of injuries. They're not. They're they're not the same team that they were last year when they won forty five games, and got swept by by the Warriors um, in the playoffs. I just I just think give them another ten another ten to fifteen games. They're gonna put this thing together, and you're gonna see some things come out of out of New Orleans that we haven't seen yet, and. With a name, with a with an arena name like the Smoothie King Arena, <laughs> something's got to come out. Something good's got to come out of this, you know. So, um, 
but for the Pelicans to, to to keep building, I mean, they did lose one hundred four to eighty eight last night in Phoenix, but Phoenix put together put together a game plan that that only your mama love. I mean, they put together runs when they needed to put together runs. They they shot the ball very well uh, in this game, but you know. And the Pelicans again, you know, the injury problems are, are starting to subside and they're starting to put put things together. So I really, really, really like I really will like the Pelicans in the end. Um I think my from like from, from myself, I mean, it's just it's exciting to see. Uh of course, the Pacers won last night, one hundred four ninety-seven. The Hawks won last night, one hundred nine, one hundred one. You know, if I if I had to pick a, a, a team out of the East that that I mean, there's a lot of parity in the East. You know, I, if there's a team that I like in the East right now, it's definitely. Uh, I really, really, really like I really, really, really like the Cavaliers in the East. Um they've got they've got a great bench. I mean they've got a great nucleus. And the fact that Kyrie Irving is is a couple I mean, he's within days of, of coming back um to play. And they're being smart with him. You know, they're not letting them. They're they're keeping them out. They're letting them get fully healed. They're letting them get fully acclimated back to where he wanted to be. And you know, the big the big thing about Kyrie Irving when he came out when he came out in the draft was he he's like paper, you know. He had the toe injury, you know, where he he tore the tendon, uh, no, tore the toe tendon, and then he got hurt again, rookie year. Then got then got hurt again this year. You know, so I mean, like he missed some time, and now he's missing more time, and he's missed the first, he's missed that first twenty four games, and this is a knock on him coming out coming out of college. You know, but at the same time, this has always been a knock on, on people. You know, whether you're going to be healthy, whether you're going to be healthy or not healthy. Um, but with Kyrie and Kyrie's situation, they're they're doing they're doing things the right way with him. Um, they're not forcing him to come back too early because this is a team that's informed. I mean, you got J.R. Smith, you got um, J.R. Smith, you have. Um, I mean, Bron Bron, who got posterized. Yeah, he got posterized uh, a couple nights ago. He got posterized Thursday night. Um, you have Kevin Love. You know, Tristan Thompson is just he's just a rebounding machine. I mean, so you got your core nucleus, but when it's just like the guys on. On inside the NBA said, just like Charles Barkley and Kenny Smith said, 
their chances are going to be limited once Kyrie Irving comes back because you're not going to have many set plays. And the and, and and that makes a lot of sense to me because Kyrie is one of those one of those players who can take over the game and doesn't need a set play. He can make his own plays. So when you put it in that perspective and you put it in that in that context, I mean I mean, you know, Cleveland's gonna Cleveland's going to they're gonna be a better team, you know, then that means that you know the guys like Kevin Love, like Gerald Smith, and like um, LeBron. I mean, like their shot, their shots are gonna go down some. But at the same time, you know, their shots will become more quality shots. Their shots will become. No better. I mean, better shots. So. In that regard, yes, I mean that that's where that's gonna come from. But um, I, I really like I really like Cleveland. I really like the Bulls. I mean, the fight that Hoiberg has with the Bulls, and you know, a lot of people say you know the offense is gonna be wide more wide open. Yeah, of course. You know, you got an offensive coach in Fred Hoiberg, but you also have a solid defense. I mean. We didn't see much defense last night, but the defense is solid for the Bulls. I mean, they only they, I mean, they don't give up I and mean, they give up like 96 points a game. So, um I mean, so I mean, when you look at it in that perspective, yes. Um you know, the Bulls they they're becoming that real rounded team. They're almost I wouldn't I wouldn't necessarily say that they're becoming the Bulls of the 90s, I wouldn't say that by any stretch of the imagination. So, but what they've done in comparison to that team is that they've actually gotten better defensively as well as gotten better offensively. Um, you know, Jimmy Butler's becoming a player, becoming a player. You know, Derrick Rose is, is finally 100% healthy. Um, Paul Gasol is playing in a position that he loves to play in. Joe Kim Noah is giving you shots, you know, when when needs be. Taj Gibson's coming off the bench. You know, I mean, you, you got some, you got some, you got some players on this on this team. Kirk Heinrich, you know, who who can play, who can play the ball, who can play the game. I mean, I said you got some veterans too. So, I mean, it's not like you don't have. You don't have you no know, players on this team. You do. Um, you know, and another team I like from the East. I mean, I loved. I like the Heat. You know, there's only two. You no, know, there's only two. Two of the big three there still. But what they've got there, they've got they've got a group of they've got a group of talent who's after the same thing. And you know, even without LeBron, they almost made it to the. You know, they almost made it to made it a little bit further. So Eric Spolstra, if they if they get him another player, I mean they got Dragic now, who's a, who's a, who's a good point guard, you know, and can shoot the ball as well. I Man, just 
I mean, I just, I just, I like the heat as well. But the one thing that nobody's really talking about, um, and that's because of the, the roster moves they made, um, and players they lost via free agency is the is the Indiana Pacers. You know, Paul George is Paul George is finally healthy um, after that horrific leg break. Um, back in 2014, um, he came back for the last few games of the season. You saw, you saw a better jump shot from him. And this year you're starting to see the explosion coming back. You're starting to see. You're starting to see his explosion coming back. I'm sorry. Um, I'm watching the main United game as, as I'm doing this and, They've gone down two nothing, and um, I think it's time for Louis Van Hall to go. But, um, <laughs> um, but the other thing, you know, about Paul George is you now he's finally healthy after that. Hor- like I said, after that horrific leg break, you know, Roy Hibbert is gone now. So, you know, and they, and they've got some they've got some other core, they've got some other core players in, in that in that team now, you know. They put things together. They can make a deep run. So I mean, like, there's a lot of parity in the East uh, as opposed to the West, where you you know the West is status quo. I mean, the top four is always going to be even though even though these guys these guys are like wine. I mean, you have a 38 year old Manu Ginobili. You have a 33 year old Tony Parker. You have a f- almost 40 year old. Um, almost 40-year-old Tim Duncan who's still doing the things that they do and they still do it well and they're still, you know, winning games. I mean, can this team win a championship again? I say yes. I mean, this team can win another championship. Can this team contend with, with the Warriors? Oh, my God, yes. I mean, you just look, you look at what they've added this past year, you got a healthy Patty Mills now. You got Lamarcus Aldridge in that team now, and it's just it's just very 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 exciting to watch San Antonio and their established stars who are in the twilight of their, of their careers still playing at top level. Every night, I mean, every night. I mean, I where where else in the NBA have you seen that where your your core guys are over thirty, or in their mid to late thirties, um, early to mid to mid to late thirties, and they're scoring goals. I mean, I mean. And and they're they're making things happen. You don't you don't see you don't see that. And their point production hasn't gone down. That's the other thing that goes on with the San Antonio Spurs. Everything stays gang tight with them. And I think that's just that comes from the stability at the head coach position. Um, with Greg Popovich and his staff because you know 
the only addition that you have to to your staff in the last 15, 16 years, you lost Buddenholzer, you know, to become head coach at the Hawks. You lost another you lost another assistant to be a head coach. And you're probably going to lose Becky Hammond because she's probably going to end up being a coach in the NBA somewhere sometime soon as well. As good as she as good as a coach as she is, you know, I mean, and that this is just this is what makes basketball such a great sport to me, you know, is that you've got you've got coaches and coaching trees. I mean, like the wooden tree, like the warrior tree, the Dean Smith tree. Um, I mean, you can even go as far, you know, you can go back to Denny Crum, you know, he's got, he's got people from, from his coaching staff being coaches. You're starting to see elite coaches come out. I mean, what you saw last year with what you saw last year with the Hawks wasn't a fluke, and they're st- and they're playing the same way that they played last year. Even though they probably won't be a one seed, they will be a four. They will be a four or five seed. But the Hawks, <laughs> the Hawks are, are really good. I mean, another team that that you know that could be that can be a player in the East. All these, I mean, like I said, all these teams in the East. I mean, they can win. They can win the East, but the status quo in the West. I mean, you still gotta. You're still gonna have to run through. You're gonna have to run through San Antonio, Houston. If they can get over egos, you know, I think that Houston could could potentially contend. Then you're definitely gonna get. You're gonna have, you know, um, Portland. Clippers, you know Portland and the Clippers. You're gonna have them contending. You're gonna, and then you know, you still, you still gotta, gotta watch. You still gotta contend with, with the champion. So, this is, I mean, this season is probably the most interesting season that I've seen in, in a in a very long time, simply because of. What you're going to see in the playoffs, and what you're going to see um, as this season unfolds and as this season develops. Um, so, I mean, I, I love, I love being being a college bas- being a basketball fan. I love being a basketball fan because of this, and you know. It's only gonna get better and better. You know, when streets are gonna you know, when streets are gonna come again. You know, and we haven't even talked about Oklahoma City. I mean, oh my god, how can you forget about Oklahoma City in the West? I mean I mean, Kevin Durant's healthy again and he's playing he's balling out. You know, Westbrook, if you can keep him from busting eye if you can keep him from busting eye sockets and stuff like that, you know, they'd be healthy. They can get a third a third score or a third person to go along with them. I mean, Serge Ibaka, don't don't get me wrong. He gives you something different every game. I mean, he can he can be a defensive he can be a defensive beast or he can be an offensive juggernaut at times. But I think that you're gonna have to you're gonna have to get a, a third score or a, or a six man 
to get you over that hump. Um, and they have they they really don't have either at the point. I mean, Inez Cantor is a great addition because he, he gives you that defensive he gives you that defensive shell that you need. But I think if they like I said they find that third person that third guy to come in and if they can keep that that squad together because we all know that Kevin Durant will be a free agent this coming summer. Whether he stays or goes, who knows? But I can see him doing one of I can see him doing one or the other, you know as well. So I mean I said this is this is a lot of fun. This is, this is so much fun to watch that to watch the NBA unfold because it's just like college football. I mean, there's a lot of drama in college football, and we haven't even gotten to to college basketball yet. We haven't even gotten to to conference to the conference schedules yet. And that's the and that's the most fun time for me is the conference schedule in in in, in college basketball. They haven't even got that. We're we're still in the silly season. So, I mean Well, we're about we're about we're about a week away from, from, from conference season. About two weeks away from conference from the conference season. So um just that side and like I said, just that side it. Side it. But uh we're gonna take a quick station break. We'll be right back and we're gonna talk some college basketball. We're gonna talk about um possible uh final four matchups, possible lead eight matchups, so so on and so forth. Um so gonna take a quick station break. We'll be right back and stay tuned.
war eagle at the tiger wall. Come to Auburn, join hell and get this tiger paw. Nick Marshall might just go soon that they hike it off. Or get that thing to Corey Grant, I bet he taking off. Trey Mason might just come straight out that backfield. Fly right by your run, you over, go get an Advil. This the home of Ronnie Brown and Bo Jackson. Ready to line up on that field. Told us so
up with all kinds of talent. Tailgate crew, my name is Jermaine, and thanks for being a part of the show. You know, one of the one of my favorite times of the year is the college basketball college basketball season. 
only because college basketball season gets me through some things. You know, the depression of you know football being the football season being over with and the Super Bowl sucking. Um, so, <laughs> uh, so that that gets me through that gets me through the winter time and you know, then you know the recruiting season and stuff like that. You know, but. We're gonna jump into the top twenty five and we're gonna we're gonna look at the top twenty five as a whole. And you know at number one in both the coaches poll and the AP poll is Michigan State. And I've seen this Michigan State team play this year and <laughs> um Tom Izzo this is probably Tom Izzo's <laughs> Most well put together bunch um, I've seen in a, ever probably. Um, this is this is a good this is a good group of guys, and you, you've got a number of you've got a number of potential first round draft picks. You've got a number of guys that that will probably come out and and just be. Just be absolutely excellent at what they do, and and uh, honestly, to be quite honest with you, I don't see anybody in the Big Ten beating them. Um, I maybe a Maryland team, and you know they go to Maryland. In fact, they go to Maryland. Uh, they go back and forth net, uh, in February. Uh, Maryland and and uh, Michigan State do, but. I mean, it's pretty much status quo. I mean, you see Kentucky is is probably the only SEC school on on that on this top twenty five list. SMU is doing very well, uh, even though there's some some controversy there surrounding Larry Brown and and some of the doings that he's had there. So, um, you know, Arizona's Arizona's coming back uh, somewhat and. They're they're starting to put together some 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 recruiting classes unlike any other um, in the nation. Kentucky's still getting uh, top tier talent left and right. Um, Iowa State they're they're just you know even with the departure of Fred Horberg there they are rolling. Um, they're getting some they're going to get some major recruits and. And they do it with less established stars as well. So th- this is this is what made, like I said, this is what makes college basketball college basketball. You know, um, you know, we, we you know we we start looking at the elite eight early. Um, what what can be a part of the elite eight? You know, you cannot you cannot you know go without saying that VCU. May not make may not make it because they will. I mean, they still play the same type of defense as they did when Shaka Smart was there. And uh, I actually watched one of their games a couple a couple of days ago. Um, I mean, they still play that that havoc style um, defense. They still play that that up tempo offense. I mean. 
it's it's the same it's the same thing that you see at Texas right now. It's the same thing you see. Um, it's the same thing you see at at VCU. You know, things haven't changed. The the mentality hasn't changed. So I love I I I think VCU can 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 be a can be a player in in that elite eight conversation. Virginia is going to be there. Definitely, Duke's gonna be there. Even though they're, even though they've reloaded, you know, they lost some, they lost some, some big time players like like Okafor, like um, they lost some big time talent, you know, like Okafor. Um, but you know, Maryland and the and the job that Terjohn's done taking over for taking over for um for that long time head coach. Um, bringing them into the into the Big Ten fold and making them a more and making them even a even better basketball conference than than what it already is. Um, of course, Louisville status quo, Miami uh, with Larry Naga there still running ship, still riding that ship, you know. Um. I mean Baylor, Baylor's still Baylor. No matter what you what you think of them, and you know what kind of what kind of you know program you think that they run, you know it, it's just you you love what you see, and like I said, there's a lot of teams that you can like put in that elite eight conversation, but you know. My elite eight, um, you know, if I had to, I mean, of course, it would be Michigan State, Kansas. Um, you know, Bill Self still still keeping that keeping that team together. Um, Izzo, I mean. Roy Williams is fine, is gonna get it together at North Carolina. Can he can he get them over the hump? No, that's it. But I like Michigan State, Maryland, Kansas, Duke, Virginia. Um, I mean, don't count out Coach Marshall on that Wichita State team. Um, Florida can make some noise still, and. And I love Butler. So those are my eight, you know. And then, you know, you got some you got some others that you you know, if you want to make a sweet sixteen, you know, you would add teams like like West Virginia, like Baylor, Villanova, of course. I mean, um Gonzaga's uh Wichita States. I mean, you you, you can't you can't go wrong with with any of these schools, um, and you might have a couple of surprises coming in into that fold, like a SMU, like a Texas. I think Texas can surprise a lot of people in the big in the Big Twelve uh, this year. You know, Oklahoma State's going to be the same Oklahoma State team that we that we've seen in the, in the past few years. You know, I think they're going to be improved. You know, their youth has gotten. Uh, a little older now, so um, in that regard, so 
Okay, the youth has gotten a little little older in that regard. So, I mean, it's just there's so much parity and balance, and you know, especially with the twelve scholarship limits in especially with the twelve scholarship limit in in basketball, it's kind of like what you see in in, in football and um, kind of what you see in football, where you know there's a lot of parity. So you know there's a lot of talent to go around. So, you know, it, it makes it makes for it makes for fun for fun times to be had and um you know, the time between now and, and mid April and early April, uh, when the final four comes about <laughs> I I I'm gonna have my eyes glued to the to the T V set. I really am. So, you know, it's just very, very, very exciting. And then you look at the RPIs of, of these schools, you know, and the the, the, the difficulty in these schedules. Um, you look at Michigan State and you look at, you know, Michigan State being number one team in the nation. I mean, they have the 10th toughest schedule in the nation. And you know, with GW, Dayton, Kentucky. I mean, we, we haven't talked about these other schools. You know, we've talked about the Michigan States. We've talked about the Kentuckys. We've talked about the Floridas. We've talked about the Xavier's. But – and the Iowa States. But we haven't talked about the schools like the Valparaisos, you know, the mid, the, the top-tier mid-majors or the Davidsons or, you know, or even a Pittsburgh team, you know, with Jamie Dixon at the helm. We haven't even talked about Pittsburgh yet. I mean, it's just, it's, it's just, I mean, like I said, there's so much parity and there's so many great teams out there in the world of college basketball. I mean, there's 307 schools that play college basketball. Um, at the division one level and you know, it's only going to get better as the season goes. I'm so, like I said, I'm so excited to see it. I'm just very excited. And, you know, like I said, we haven't even, t- I mean, we haven't even scratched the surface yet of of what could be in, in college basketball, whether it be on the women's side, whether it be on the men's side. I mean, we haven't, like I said, we haven't scratched the surface. And, woo, I'm getting myself out of the conference basketball for me is just like college football. You know, when you get into the, when you get into the conference schedule, that's when you, that's when you separate men from boys. And, you know, we look at the Power Five conferences in terms of basketball, and, and you know, they're a little bit – I mean, for me, they're a little bit different in basketball than they are football because you do have the, the, the status quo in football, you know, the ACC, 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 Big Ten, Pac-12, Big 12, you know. You, you have those five, but in – in college basketball, yeah, you do have the, the power five. There's still going to be the power five, 
but it turns into a power six, power seven. I mean, if you think about it, I mean, because you've got, I mean, you've got mid-major conferences like the Horizons, who's just who's just always good. You have the West Coast Conference, which is a face-based conference in the West, you know, with BYU and St. Mary's and Gonzaga, those schools, San Diego, you know, those schools that are involved. And then you have, um, I mean, then you have the Mountain West that that's always that's always spawned out of one or two great teams. Um, <coughs> excuse me. Or even, or even the Big Sky, you know, Montana, Montana boys, Montana, Montana State. You know, you don't hear, you don't hear about those schools as much, you know, on the basketball court as you do on the football field. But Montana's got a really good, they've got a really good nucleus coming back as well. I mean, they're a veteran team that could that could make some headways in the in in the NCAA tournament. It, it's just there's so many, like I said, there's so many different conferences out there that that have teams that that can make headways. The Colonial, I mean, the Colonial with the VCUs, with the Old Dominion schools like that. I mean, or the Big East, you know, with Villanova, Xavier, Creighton, you know. I mean, even even Creighton. I mean, Nebraska. Is starting to fund, put some money into into their basketball program, you know, renovating their basketball arena. I mean, this is this for me is just totally. Like I said, this is just a totally fun time, you know. If you're a fan of college basketball in any way, I mean, watch out for the Auburn Tigers. I mean, they've they've improved. And they're getting and they're getting some big time recruits coming in next season. So, I mean, there's so much to be said about college basketball, about different schools. I mean, who's gonna make major headways? I mean, that this is what college sports is all about. This is what this is what sports is all about. You know. Just, just the fun that that can be had, you know. I mean, I just like I said, I'm just really excited, just really excited. But <laughs> yeah, we're gonna we're gonna close out a little early today. You know, um, one of the things that that um that I want to make light of is, you know, it's Christmas time. You know, and and it's also a time. You know, Christmas time for me is just like Thanksgiving. It's it's about giving thanks to the people that that made that have made things better or made things right in the world for yourself. And and um, one of the you know, I just want to give a special thanks. And special shout out to my admin Wendy, my 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 man, my mentor, my ace, you know, uh T Rex, uh DJEA, uh the Live by Tennis crew, 
I mean, you know who you are. Um, thanks for making this year and, and this show as positive as you made it. And, you know, 2016 is going to be a bigger, better year for everybody because we've got we've got some things going on that y'all don't know nothing about. And, <laughs> and uh, I'm excited to see what the future holds for, for all of us. And um, like I said, special thanks to, to those guys. Um, special thanks to my mom and my dad, you know, my family as a whole. I mean, I'm just, I'm very grateful uh, to have the family that I have. I'm very grateful to have the friends that I have. Very grateful for everybody that's, that's supported me in this dream. Um, you know, with that being said, you know, we'll be back next Saturday, um, and for the last show of the year, we're going to, we're going to just put a bow on 2015 as a whole. We're going to put a bow on, on things and come back after the new year and, and have things rocking. And we're going to, we're going to have some new things come up, come about, like I said, just a lot of fun. Like I said, we're just going to have a lot of fun here on the show. Uh, we're going to have a lot of fun um, here in the next couple of weeks. Um, bowl season, playoff season, I mean, you know, we didn't get a chance to talk about the, about the NFL, but the the Bears, the Bears, you know, uh, Cam Newton, you know, he's going to keep dabbing away. Um, so, I mean, you know, we just – let's just – just give thanks, you know. Um, Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, Happy Kwanzaa to everybody who celebrates those who celebrates those holidays. And um, let's go tailgating. Picture when I roam around, and the summer I'm falling for you is going down. Yeah. 
staying stuck in this season of mine And I've been shining to the point that my reason is blind Think I'm the one, now that's just something I'm reaching to find Out of control, but yo, that shit that I still been denying Yeah, the light's down, but we staying up And looking back where I started, my only way is up Weight of the world, but I lived it before the weight is up And still myself the one and only that I came to trust Now that's some crazy luck Yeah Let it rock But you want some soul shit Yeah Uh, And she just keeps saying Oh nah You know what, maybe you right Well, what you gonna do? Yeah. Yup. I never really thought realistic. Cause when it comes to my vision, man, only I can see it. Said only I can reach it. And I'm just praying by the time that I'm gone, I'll be here in spirit so you can hear this. Yeah, well these rappers stuck on the same product Tell them forget it, ain't hard to tell that they ain't got it Simple and plain, I'ma leave this world with my name on it Knowing it's easy to hate the plane when you ain't on it Friday, whipping through the horizon My time and it's something better than it's ever been They call me Wolfie from how I'm plying on hella biz Hip-hop's alive and I'm here to show you the evidence Back to the wall where I started back in the day I was pushing maximum effort and pulling minimum weight Trying to show the all those around me that I can stand on my own Now I swear I'm a Afraid of nothing, I'm screaming after the phone While I'm busy pulling my fam up an animal How I ran up the standards of how we living It's funny, they pull the camera The picture how I'ma get it when years I've been in my zone And it's just how I started by killing this on my own My word is my bond And I'm just out on my own